You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. Warning, the views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Alan? <laughs> okay, guys, let's hit it. Oh, hey, good morning, everybody. It's Dave Redinger here with Alan Gelman, and the audience is on the table. Exactly. Uh, Steve the is going to be announcements this morning. Yep, table dancing. Anyways, we're going to have a great show this morning. Uh, Jonathan Schlue, car generator guy, he's going to be on with us this morning, and he's going to tell us all the secrets of how the thing works. And if you wanted to build your own, he's actually going to give you some plans, (laughs) Uh, which I think is interesting. Anyways, uh, Dave McLean. Uh, I'm sorry, Steve. Dave McLean. Attaboy, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from the auto show he's going to be coming on interesting stuff they're giving away a honda nsx for prostate cancer this car is worth two hundred and thirty thousand dollars wow that's a wow that's a wow so for sure. we're gonna yeah so we'll talk about that we're going to talk about ticket sales which are already up and way over last year we're talking about american cars coming down interesting conversation with dave and this morning we invite your calls uh we've been chastised we're not taking enough calls so we decided this show is going to be it so if you have a car care question do call in call in early and alan and i will do the best we can is there Dion, is there a, is there a belt with that that uh, you've been bad <laughs> no, I'm good. Oh, okay. A couple letters. Just a couple. Well, that's fine. I like when Steve tries to answer those questions. Oh, that's funny. I know. And if you want to find out more, like uh, Al was trying to read this morning, if you're watching online at datescornergarage.com or uh, am740.ca, you'll see that Al is wearing a suit and tie. Exactly. No. Very nice. I'm having a formal you, affair after. I Well, I'm not you're going kidding. there. No. All right. Ready this is Dave's. Shots are ready. Dave's Corner Garage, the, the phone lines are semi-wide open because we've been... Chatting. Yes, sort of, to speak. And, give us a uh, call right now. Give us a call. We'll, we'll be, be right, right back. back. Oh, that's good. Together. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and we invite you to listen to the show online at davescornergarage.com with lots of blogs about uh, your tires. Yes, I don't want to wish uh, our supposed-to-be guest, uh, Darren, a speedy recovery. Yes, Darren, get well. He woke up this morning, I guess, too much traveling back and forth across Canada, and he's got uh, a headache. So, Darren, get better, and we're going to talk about some things going on in uh, Kitchener, New Dundee, later on today. Dave, I know you're not wearing your Batman thing, but uh, over to you. Okay. Uh, One of the things that's in the news lately is that General Motors is closing the plant in Oshawa, and approximately 3,000 workers are going to be losing their jobs. And uh, this is after the government gave them millions or even billions of dollars to keep the plant there. Mm -hmm. So they announced yesterday 
that they're planning to re-educate the plant workers as auto techs. They're going to be playing these guys to uh, reassign themselves as automobile mechanics, mm -hmm. and they're going to the local universities, and they will be working at the local GM dealers. So it looks like they're not leaving them hanging, but it doesn't look like they're going to make the money they would when they were on the assembly line. Well, what do you think about that, Dave? I mean, just because, you know, someone taught you how to hang a fender on a car doesn't necessarily mean you've got the aptitude to to fix a whole car and diagnose it. I agree. It's it's kind of like, you know, uh, it's more publicity than it is reality. That's How many what, yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. He says, you know, uh, we're, we're going to take these GM workers and we're going to try to re-educate them and put them in GM dealers. You know, how long are they going to last there if they can't really do what they're supposed to be doing? And is there a market for 2,500 mechanics? And then on top of it, you know, it's being, it, you know, it's, it's a physical job. We all know that. You know, you start schlepping tires and brakes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you, it, it's, a not, it's, only, um, it's more for a young person, not for an older person. And you guys are still yeah. doing it, though. Well, and, and paying the price. I mean, yeah, you know, true. I mean, I, I have younger guys working in my place, but we also have older guys, and it's like, uh, I need a hand. Uh, look, look at the tires. It's a 20-inch tire. You know how much that weighs nowadays? You know, there's been a lot of talk, Dave and Al, about uh, what's taking place this week. And, uh, and most, some of the guys that were really good on camera with some of the interviews, besides Jerry pounding my chest, Diaz, was, um, you know what, they could see this happening. Like a third of the plant is vacant, mm -hmm. and uh, they could see that. So if they're going to try and retrofit, why not maybe a guy like Elon Musk come in here, put your plant in there, Put electric cars in there and get this place working again. That's not a bad idea. Oh, I'm Kim surprised he hasn't jumped in yet. You know who might jump in is actually Magna because uh, he's a Canadian. He, he has tremendous uh, abilities to manufacture vehicles. They, they actually manufacture cars for BMW and various other uh, uh, forms of um, transportation. They, they, make that, so, what's a, what, they make that car in, in Aurora. What's the Ford called, the, um, that racing car? Oh, um, oh, you got me now. Uh, <laughs> Multi-sport? Multi multi Multi-matic. That's the, that's the multi name of the company, and they, they, yeah. they put that new Ford sports car together. Yeah, there. and listen, while we're, while we're right. talking about it, you know, we're not going to have a debate, basically, but if you're listening in Oshawa right now, uh, give us a call. Let, me know, uh, let us know what, what's going on in there. What yeah. else is going on, guys? Okay, I also got an email from a client that says, you know, I call them clients. Mm -hmm. um, he's putting on steel wheels on his winter tires. Notice I didn't say snow tires on his winter tires. And a TPS light comes on. So is that really important, he says? Is it really important? It depends. If you care, it is. I mean, and certainly in the United States, it's the law, but not here in is Canada. It? Yeah, in the, in, yeah, you have to have them in the United States. They have to be working, um, but not here in Canada. So if you don't care, um, you know, you drive with the whole winter with the light on. So is that part of the new Does free trade deal? <laughs> <laughs> you know that we, uh, you know, I'm down here in Florida. Yeah, we, we actually know. had a cold spell. Yeah. Uh, it was down into the 30s. Oh. And they announced on the television that your TPS light will come on mm -hmm. and you should not put any air in it because as the temperatures rise again, uh, you're going to be overpressurizing your tires. I think that was silly. Why would they be even bother yeah. that? I mean, <laughs> if the light comes on, you know, you're, you're only talking about four or five pounds. It's not like you're going to overinflate mm -hmm. the tires because most people never check them to begin with. All right, listen, Dave, All right, let's go Dave, to Dave, we uh, got a got call. A call. We, we have someone who needs our help desperately. Jenny's in Brampton. They've lost their keys. Jenny, what's going on? Okay, well, my daughter lost her key, and it's a 2007 GM Truck Canyon, mm -hmm. and she has no ignition key. So 
we didn't know what to do. We went to the gym dealer, and they talked about having to remove the whole cylinder and um, re-key the, the, uh, the truck. Right. But then we heard about something called a mobile um, lost key that will come out to where the truck is, and and then they'll, I guess, be able to make a key. Do, do you know anything about that, and is that really going to work? And It's $400 plus, I think, compared to 1200 wow. which was the GM uh, quote. Well, it's too bad you don't have the lock codes because, you know, in a lot of cases, the manufacturer writes down the key code number. Okay. Um, I know certainly if you have a, a Honda or a lot of vehicles, um, perhaps they didn't do it way back then. Uh-huh. Um, when you initially got your keys, and this is where people always forget and don't read it, but the, they told you the actual code number, <laughs> and, and the dealer could actually cut a, code, a key from that. Mm. Um, I would go with the, the least expensive way to do it. If the locksmith oh. can do it, by so, all means. So a mobile person coming out to where the truck is and making a key will, will work fine? Absolutely. Oh, uh, can I interrupt for a second? No. Uh, no. You only had one key, not two keys? Well, there were two keys. <laughs> but, and of course, the lost? one key got lost, and she never got around to cutting this, uh, a key to match the one, and then okay. lost that one, too. So what what I would have done is phone GM itself. Yes. Uh, and they'll ask you for identification. Yes. And they may be able to supply you with the code. Because Where would all I, these vehicles. The code? There's a code that actually will cut the key. Oh, all right. So uh-huh. if you call General Motors, they're going to say, "I need a copy of the ownership." Uh-huh, of course. Uh, you'll you'll email that to them. Yes. And they can give you the codes because Honda can do that. I've done that with Honda when I was a service manager. Oh my! And they keep that on file. Also, like the radio codes, for instance, uh-huh. the radios used to be uh, if you took it out of the car, they were useless because they had a code to get them going again. Uh huh. They always keep record of that. I would do that step first. I would oh, ask General wow. Motors directly. Wow! That works. You're a genius. Thank you. Well, don't tell my wife. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really appreciate that information. Okay, I'll try. And if not, then the mobile people coming out, that'll work just as well. That's right. Well, thank you so much. I love your show, by the way. Thanks, Jenny. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. And you know what what we used to do is we we always lose keys. Mm -hmm. And now they're so expensive. Right. We would make a third key, put in those little boxes Mm -hmm. inside the trunk. Right. You pop it open. Sorry, in the trunk? Yeah. So how do you get it when the car's well, because locked? Because it's a new car, so you can open it up, right? It activates it, and then it works, and you can find the key, and then boom, you have to spend you know, Steve, 500 bucks. there's machines. Here in Florida, there's machines, I guess all over the states. Mm-hmm. You put your original key in, and it cuts the key and mails it to you. Make America great again. Yeah. This I is... mean, I think it must <laughs> not go on there. All right, good. This is Dave's Corner Garage. The phones are wide open. Coming up shortly, we're going to talk to Jonathan Schlue from Car Generator. And later on, if you want to know what's going on with the auto show for this for next year, Dave yeah. McLean will be on talking about some really cool stuff happening. Canada's number one automotive radio show. You're listening to it. Thanks for that. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Nice title. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. The phone lines are wide open, and we want to take your calls whenever you get a chance. If you're busy doing some Christmas shopping, which a lot of people are, and getting ready for Chanuka, which starts tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Dave and Al, back to you. You know, they, um, there's an article in the National Post about them raising tolls for the Gardner, the Don Valley Parkway, and the 427. 
And uh, this was discussed back about uh, 2016. The liberal government turned it down, but now apparently it's back in the woods again. And they're talking about uh, tolling those two, those three highways to make sure they're in good condition, etc., etc., etc. I'm basically disagreeing with it, but it, I'm interested in this conversation. Well, you know, they have to come up with, we need money to fix the roads, obviously. We have yeah. to maintain them. You know, big chunks of the gardener have been falling off for the last number of years. Okay, it, I drive the gardener quite a bit. Gardener, QEW, and mm-hmm. like, I think it was like two weeks ago, they shut it all down for the weekend. Right. Which is just lovely for your business downtown. So I drove I drove it uh, like two days afterwards. I don't know what they did. Like they fill in the stuff with this, with a tar, That's, and, the, and the whole the, the whole highway is closed down like for a weekend, and it's it's falling apart. Not just on the bottom, but on the surface of the roads. It's like you take the ramp from the four twenty seven coming down to the gardener. Mm. Oh, you better hang on because there are some ruts that are bigger than. Uh, You're in the wrong part of town because when I come down the parkway, yeah. that whole section was redone. It's oh, it must beautiful. be your taxes. Yeah, <laughs> tax structure. You know what? Good. How old is the gardener? It must be fifty years old by now. How old are your socks? 40. Okay. <laughs> so the question is, you know, what really bothers me is they collect taxes on the gasoline, mm-hmm. and it doesn't go to the roads. In, the, in, in other jurisdictions, if you collect a road tax on the gasoline, it goes to the roads. Here it goes to all kinds of social things, and it doesn't actually do anything for us, the drivers. So the same thing here. If we're going to collect a toll for, the, for these highways, it's not going to go to the highways. It's going to go to something else that they'd have to do. No question. Uh, you know what? But, but we, we do have a new uh, a money stream coming up, though, with marijuana. Yeah. You but, know where that's going to go? Up in smoke? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, uh, that's coming up. Uh, actually, the licensing is December the 17th, mm-hmm. and then uh, the stores will be able to get licenses and start opening legally. Right. So, uh, But you ever heard that we haven't heard any uh, impaired marijuana things on the, on the news? They just say impaired driving mm-hmm. because apparently they cannot uh, actually prove it's marijuana. Well, well they, I mean, they got to take them to a quiet room, which is a, an additional drive, and uh, it's all yes. complicated. We've got a call coming in right now. Al, take it away. Yeah, yeah. Lynn and Markham, you got a brand new Ford, apparently. What's wrong with it? I have, yes, a 2019 Kia Forte. And I sit on a very thin a cushion due to a back and leg um, injury. Al feels your pain. His back is bad, too. <laughs> um, the problem is, is when I sit on this cushion, it registers that the airbag for me is not on. As soon as I remove that cushion, the light goes off, obviously indicating the airbag is uh, ready to work if I'm in an accident. We took it back to the dealership, and they said they readjusted it. Mm -hmm. Um, Driving in it yesterday, the same thing happened. Do you fellas have any suggestions as to what we can do or tell them taking it back? No, well, unless there's, you'd probably have to look at something, you know, quite radical insofar as, now this is for the driver's seat or the passenger seat? No, it's the passenger seat. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah, the driver's fine. Well, what they could do is, you see, it basically, for the most part, I think it's just an off-and-on switch that, okay. that is underneath the upholstery. Okay. Um, there may be a way for them to trigger it, like to wire it, so that it's on all the time. Okay. You know, again, it's not going to be something that they normally do. Um, they may have to contact head office, but, uh, you know, and, and again, it's, it's, it's going to be over and above a warranty type of situation, but, but that's what you're going to need to do. 
Hmm. Alan, okay. there's there's legality problems here. Um, how the system works is it actually measures the weight that's sitting on the cushion. So okay. if you've got a cushion on top of that, you're dispensing the weight and it's not reading properly. So yeah, because all I have to do is, is just, yeah, I just have to pull it a little bit away uh, yeah. from my behind, about an inch, and it, it shows, the light goes off and it shows that the everything's okay. So they will never wire it, as, as, as Alan would say, is because say we have a small child in the front seat and that airbag goes off and hurts the kid and they've got a liability problem. Right. So your issue is going to be that if they would ever do it, you're going to have to sign your life away and I doubt they would actually expose themselves because you're not the last owner of that vehicle. Now the next party has, has lost that ability to turn the switch seats off and on. You're okay. going to have to try different cushions to, to, to resolve this. Okay. Uh, as far as the safety is concerned, we don't even fix seat belts. We just throw them away and buy new ones because nobody wants that liability factor exactly. of a seat belt failing or an airbag not coming on when it's supposed to. Okay. So bottom line is uh, play, try different cushions to see if they work. Maybe a wedge-type uh, cushion might be better. Yeah, see, this one is great because it's very thin and it swivels for me, so it helps yeah. me get out of the car. How about a chiropractor? Yeah. Can you not get your back fixed? <laughs> <laughs> or no, I, no, it's coming up with a solution here, you know? Maybe uh, maybe Walmart's got uh, like a, a whoopee. A whoopee? A whoopee cushion. <laughs> <laughs> that could help. Have a great weekend. Thanks All for right. your call. Good, Good luck. Thanks, okay, Colin. dear. I hope this, she gets to the bottom of her problem. Oh, I couldn't see that coming. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. Coming up next, if you're heading into, as we are, winter slowly but surely, this is a great invention that you need to know about if you haven't found out about it before. Jonathan Schlu is in next from Car Generator. This is Dave's Corner Garage. The lines are open. We'll take your calls. That was a bummer, eh? Take it easy. No more whoopee cushion jokes. Okay, welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We've got a lot of calls to get to before the hour is out. And uh, we'll turn it over to Dave out down in there uh, where it's warmer than it is here. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, Jonathan Schlue is on the phone, and Jonathan is obviously with Car Generator. And we were talking this morning um, before the show, and I was telling him about my neighbor across the road. Here's a guy who has a five-horsepower gas-powered generator in case the power fails or we have a hurricane. And he says, I've got five-gallon drums in the garage of gasoline, and the bottom line is when a generator needs cup, I've got everything. And I'm going, five gallons of gasoline is like a bomb. If that sucker ever went off, oh, no, 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 no. They're not full. I go to the gas station when the power goes off, and I'm going... But the gas station doesn't work where the power goes off. So its theory goes out the window. So Jonathan's idea is absolutely uh, perfect. It's right on the on the mark. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning. How are you? How's Florida? Uh, it could be better. <laughs> All righty. Tell me about, first off, you told me you, you're, you have stock now. Apparently a ton of stuff came in. Yes, we had uh, we went on Dragon's Den and we got a ton of orders, which was amazing and fabulous. And we uh, we uh, sold a lot of them, and we're getting another big shipment in uh, in the next week and a half, which is great. So some of the people that are waiting for those can expect them to be on the way soon, which is exciting. Um, now, and go ahead. I was going to say you were going to tell us if 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 you do want to do a uh, a setup like this, you could do it yourself. But let's talk about how this works. Yeah, I wanted to share um, because I, I thought about it the other day, and um, 
the person that's put the most that's um, the person that has hooked up furnaces to run off a car the most in the world is actually me. So I wanted to share <laughs> with you what we've done through a couple of years now. Learned a lot of lessons um, to share with our listeners. If you don't have a car generator and you're stuck and your power is out and you want to do it yourself, I want to share five simple things with you to know to how to do it safely. If you want to DIY it, um, I just want to share what we've learned. Number one, use a pure sine wave inverter. So that's important so that your furnace, um, you don't burn out your furnace control board. Um, Furnaces need a very clean, stable power, and use a pure sine wave inverter. Some people have written and said, hey, I can buy an inverter at Walmart for 100 bucks. Why don't I use that? Because you'll fry your furnace control board. So that's number one. Number two is um, pure copper cables. So if you're going to do this, use pure copper booster cables. Ours are specially formulated with a heat-proof uh, control so that they won't melt in the engine compartment. Mm-hmm. So that's the second thing. Um, the third thing is to use a power meter. Always make sure that if you're going to try to do this or if you're going to do it yourself, make sure to keep the voltage in your car above 13.3. As long as you're above 13.3, you're only pulling from your alternator. You're not pulling from your battery, and it will not drain your battery. You're just pulling excess power from your, ba- from your alternator. Mm-hmm. And now the most challenging things, uh, a, a reader or <clears throat> a listener called in and said, um, how about if I if my garage is underneath my bedroom? Can I, you know, could I hook up an inverter and would I do this? And I would strongly recommend never run your car in your garage. Never run it near your garage or anything like it. So that's the challenge is because if you get an inverter from Canadian Tire or Walmart or something like that, how do you keep it dry? Because usually you need power when it's icing or raining or snowing. So the challenge is to keep it dry. And if you leave it under the hood, it'll overheat. So that's that's the challenge. You have to find a box or hold an umbrella or something. But that's the thing I would say is make sure to keep it dry. And the last thing is keep it cool. Um, inverters generate a lot of heat, and that's what we've created in the car generator uh, factor. In the, in the form that we've done, we've got uh, we keep it cool, we keep it dry, we make sure that all those things are all into that thing. So um, the other thing is some people have asked, I don't have Internet. How can I get one of these things? And... Uh, our phone number, I just want to give it on the air, is 800-750-4660. Some people that don't have internet have wanted to say that we wanted to order one, so just call us, 800-750-4660. Beautiful. Al, you wanted to jump in and ask him a question? Uh, no, I was going to say, I mean, we were focusing on, you know, if somebody wanted to do it themselves, and yeah, you could, but there's all these uh, downsides to it. But obviously the easiest thing is go get a car generator. You definitely could. I just wanted to give some tips, though, in case you do want to try it yourself. That's definitely something you can do. Um, you just uh, make sure that you have to follow those guidelines and make sure you do it safely. And the other thing is to make sure to watch how much power you're pulling out of your car. Mm-hmm. Um, with Car Generator, we ship it with a furnace connection kit, and we ship it with a power meter, uh, two power meters, so you can tell um, how much power is coming out of your car and how much you're using. So. Silly silly question, John. What what if one of the kids decides they want to turn the stove on because they're not aware of this? What would happen if you tried to overload it? Uh, it will actually just simply shut down. And when you're connecting it, you're only connecting it to your furnace and you're running extension oh, correct. to the other things that you need. So it wouldn't actually engage oh, okay. um, on that side. One, one, a person from New Brunswick actually wrote in this morning, early this morning, and asked, 
how do I make sure that no one can steal it? And there's a really mm. simple answer. If you look on our website, you'll see that there's a hole in the top where the handle is. We de- designed it that way. You can just take a simple bicycle lock or cable lock, and you can lock it to your car so no one will steal it. And besides that, if someone did try to steal it, you'd know within one second because your lights would go out. So. Right, or you could hook up your dog's leash to it, right? <laughs> and then you get a Rottweiler. And, and he's going to just sit there and go, you know, especially with snow coming sooner or later. If you want to see how this whole thing works, go to what's your website, uh, Jonathan? Yep. Go to www.cargenerator.com. And we've got lots of great examples. Go to the bottom of the page and see Barb and Bruce, one of our customers, running their furnace off a 2013 Dodge minivan. Cool. Pretty cool. Listen, thanks a lot for calling in. Have a great weekend. Get your Christmas thanks. tree. This is the weekend to do it, right? That's right. Wish your lady a happy birthday, too. It's a present people will love. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We've got Dave McLean coming up before the hour is finished. Uh, But new things coming up for the auto show for 2019. We got Joe in Georgetown. We got uh, Reed in Toronto. We're going to get to those calls. Right after this. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Good man. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. And you can check out some blogs on our website, davescornergarage.com. Land Insurance, Lease Busters, Walk Away, Crown, Salen, and Dave's Blogs, too, along with Al. Al, we got some calls to get to right now. We do. we got Reed in Toronto has got a question for us. Reed, thanks for hanging on the line. What can we do for you? Reed? Oh, hey, guys. Hey. Go ahead, Reed. I hey, uh, just got a uh, question about insurance. Mm-hmm. So I have uh, my partner's dad is giving us his car, gifting. Um, so she, he's gifting it, I believe, to, uh, my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and how about, she's a new driver and I've been driving for over 20 years. Right. What insurance proper is going to be the beneficial for us? What insurance proper? I'm not sure if I understand what you're saying. Well, like I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, so he's giving the, the vehicle to her as a gift. Okay, but but now here's the thing: you you are transferring the ownership of the vehicle from him to her, correct? That's correct. Well, so the insurance is going to have to be in her name. It would have to be. Can she not just uh, transfer it over to me? Uh, you know what? I don't think so because uh, I mean, obviously, she's going to be the licensed driver. I, I I'm I'm going to guess that they're going to expect that she's going to be the principal driver. Um, but I you know I can't tell you more than that. Dave, you want to jump in? Alan. Yeah, sure. Uh, first off, uh, as far as transferring father to daughter, there's no tax uh, benefit. Like, in other words, there's no sales tax to pay HST on the uh, value of the vehicle. Yeah, but it's the but, insurance question, though. No, but hang on. When she transfers it to him, first off, he has to pay HST on the car. In other words, he's buying the car from her legally, and he'll have to jump through the hoops, mm-hmm. safety check, emissions test, and pay the HST. So whatever so the he, value of the so car he is... Has to, that, he has to put a safety down on it? Yes, if when she transfers it to you. So oh, how old are you? I'm sorry. Me. I'm, I'm yeah, 40. Fine. Okay. So your insurance cut will be really low. So what you would do is now the car is in your name, your insurance, and she's a secondary driver. And that's right. the right way to do it. And then, then she would, but, but then we would still have to have an emissions test. Yes, and you'll also have to have, uh, you got to remember, you got to pay the taxes. What kind of car is this? It's a 2013 Ford Escape. Okay, so is the value of the car close to $20,000? No, it's about 8000 7000 Okay, let's say it's 10000 for argument's sake. You're still going to pay uh, 13% uh, HST. 
Just right, so put that in your equation. To me yes. To get yes. the lower insurance rate. Correct. Because she's so a new driver, and I've been driving for so long, I think the insurance company would rather me um, take, yes. the in, take the insurance, right? Right, but then you would have to own the vehicle, you see. Yeah. That, that's so the that, issue. That, so the quick fix really the is. Yeah. yeah. The quick fix really is. So you have to get the, the car in your name and then get the insurance in your name. Is and it maybe, financially beneficial if she just keeps it under her name? That sounds like the easier thing to do. Yeah. All right, Reed. Thanks for calling. Good, Good luck. You. All right. Bye bye. All, All right. right. Listen, we have got a lot of calls to get to before the hour is out. But coming up next, what is coming up next year for the 2019? Canadian International Auto Show. We're going to talk with David McLean right after this. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Stick around. Dave's Corner Garage is where you are, and we have got Dave McLean on coming in from the Canadian International Auto Show with lots of stuff to tell you about for next year. Dave, go ahead. Steve, where do you want Dave. me to start? There's, there's <laughs> we got two Daves. It gets confusing. Dave or Dave? There you go. It's in 2D. <laughs> Dave McLean, go ahead, sir. All right, gentlemen. Well, I guess I got so excited and jumped the queue there because, Dave, obviously you're the important one here, but uh, I was so excited Thank you. there's so much to talk about at this year's show. It's such great content to be experienced by everybody at the event. I mean, we've got, uh, we've got different things happening. I think we've made some really strong connections globally this year. We've got the Peterson Museum that's bringing up what they call the L.A. car culture. We have a dedicated uh, presentation from Barrett Jackson coming to the event this year. We've got Auto Exotica that's going to be showing more exotic cars and more unique vehicles than ever before. And i got to tell you something. There are some special vehicles that are going to be there. And the reason why they're there is because Toronto is such a supercar market these days. You know, Dave, the Peterson Museum is the, the premier auto museum in North America. Some of those cars are, are 5 and 10 and $15 million. Yeah, and I, I think that really speaks to our reputation. And so a lot of these museums don't call it hand out their vehicles. They don't let them leave yeah. the premises. But uh, the Canadian International Auto Show has uh, is, is a reputation for, for not only presenting them in a unique environment and, and creating a great experience, but also, you know, obviously taking care of the vehicles. Now, when we were talking earlier, you were telling me that ticket sales online are actually stronger than they were last year. Yeah, they're just, just about where we were last year, maybe edging a little bit ahead this week. I didn't uh, see the final numbers there on Friday, but uh, that's a, I think that's a great sign of, uh, for the auto industry anyway to, to see that we're tracking uh, with or slightly ahead of last year in terms of uh, overall sales at this point in time. Of course, it's 25% off if you want to go to autoshow.ca right now. It's the best way to buy tickets. makes for a great uh, holiday or Christmas stuffer. So uh, I think there's uh, something for everybody there. Dave McLean, well, I got a question for you. Hang on, Dave. Yeah. Dave McLean? Dave, Dave, no. Dave, hang on. Dave, Dave, Dave. Dave McLean, I put a set of tires, winter tires, on a Hyundai uh, Ionic yesterday, which is Maybe the full... Maybe the first one. Well, <laughs> well Mike, here's my question. I did, did drive it. The owner said, hey, if you want to take it out for a drive for a few minutes, go right ahead, which I did, and it was kind of interesting. It doesn't drive like a regular car. So for people who are interested, because... You know, electronic, electrical stuff is going to be coming down the road. It's here now. But if somebody's interested in driving an electric car, will they be able to do it at the car show? Wow, that's a great, great question, putting me on the spot. Yeah, we do. We've got an, uh, what we call the EV test drive program. So we have an electric vehicle test drive opportunity operating out of both the north and south buildings at the event this year. Uh, you know, it, it seems to be growing in terms of not only vehicle participation from the manufacturers, but it's certainly in consumer interest. 
Right now, it's a relatively small segment of the market, but uh, certainly it's, it's growing in leaps and bounds. Well, right, and these aren't experimental vehicles anymore. These are actual produced. They're, you could go buy one right now. So well, it's a great opportunity yeah. to, to see yeah. what it's like, to see what it feels like, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I want to talk money. Money? <laughs> yeah, children are free. Kids under 12 are 7 bucks. Dave, you've got kids. They're not free. Cost you forever. Yeah. No, you know what? What's most important about that is that if you really plan your way down to the auto show, ticket prices haven't uh, haven't increased in years, but it really depends on how you buy them, what programs you buy them through, how far in advance you buy them. But uh, I always say that the best way to do it is autoshow.ca. I mean, as you said, uh, kids under seven are free, uh, seven to twelve, yeah. seven dollars. There's a youth price ticket. We've got a family admission ticket. Uh, certainly, one of the great things this year, and we haven't talked about it that much, we've just released it, as a matter of fact, is what we call save six dollars after six. Every every evening at the auto show, you're able to save six dollars off of full admission, adult admission price. But the beauty of it is too is that we're going to have custom events that are happening each and every night after six p.m. It's going to be really cool because we're going to create that little extra excitement. Uh, call it a show within the show every night at the auto show. You know, it's the premier event for the car business. Uh, once the auto show comes to town, business sort of picks up for the year. And the business that we're doing in March is actually created in February at the auto show. Yeah, and I think that's the thing we all have to remember. We get so caught up in, in the excitement of the auto show. And the, but our real responsibility at the event is to keep people excited about that new car buying experience mm-hmm. to propel them into that that all-important spring selling season. I mean, we have a duty and obligation to the manufacturers and to the more than 1,100 dealers of the uh, Trillium Automobile Dealer Association to let people know what's available to them in the Canadian marketplace. Dave, you're going to have a bunch of uh, new cars, new uh, presentations from the manufacturers. Uh, yeah, the LA show is on right now, but this right. is the Canadian premiere. Yeah, that that uh, that bodes well for us. We're still collecting all of the data and, and uh, working with the manufacturers to find out uh, what they're going to be presenting. And you know, and certainly there are a number of them that that hold it right to the wire. And then, you know, it's, we're only weeks out, and they say, "Okay, now we've got this vehicle for you." And that's important to us. It's not just bragging rights, but it's important to get those new vehicles, those unveilings, so that we've got uh, as much as much as much to talk about as we possibly can. It's oh. unbelievable. And what's the website again, Dave? Because we've got to take a break pretty soon. What's oh, okay. uh, what, what's the website for the show? Very straightforward, Steve. www, which we don't even have to say, autoshow.ca. Great. It's autoshow.ca, and you can see the full lineup of uh, content for this. And show. as you mentioned, it's 25, uh, 25 off a ticket, so it's a great uh, stocking stuffer or a luck stuffer, whatever it is. <laughs> whatever it is. All right. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. All right. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. And Al's going to clarify through one of our insurance guys, expert, uh, the caller that called in before about who should get what and who should take care. Who's on first? And what's on second? We are. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back in a second. Welcome back. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage, and one of our insurance experts who's on the show once in a while, Freddie Francesco, wrote in. So for the gentleman who called up about uh, who's getting what and uh, whose car is that going to be, here was sort of a precy of what the response could be. Insurance is always in the name of the registered owner. You must disclose if the registered owner is also the actual owner. If not, and you destroy the car, the girlfriend will never be compensated. So, Fred, oh, wow. thanks for that. And uh, if you're listening, still, that's uh, the advice to take. All right? Now, it's, uh, we got a few more minutes to take some calls. Al, who did you want to take right now? We're going to talk to Doug, who's got a question about the price on of a repair. Doug, what'd you have done? 
Hi, guys. Love your show. You're my Saturday morning. Thank you. You're my, my Saturday son. morning. <laughs> took my wife. Oh, no, he's singing. <laughs> took my wife's 2014 Dodge Caravan uh, into a dealer when the yellow check light came on. Right. Next thing I know, I got a bill for $470 for a $24 thermostat, $270 labor, over $100 worth of diagnostics, and she's mad at me. You could save my marriage by saying, hey, that's par for the course. Well, here's, here's the issue. You know, your check engine came on, and you, you chose to go to the dealer. Um, you know, so the first they have to do a diagnostic to see exactly why the light's on. Yep. All right. And what they found was, I forgot the particular code number, but they found that the engine wasn't warming to operating temperature quick enough. Right on. You like that, eh? Yep. <laughs> so, you should be a mechanic. <laughs> so once they, they've seen that, then they know the problem is the thermostat. So first of all, you've paid between 50 and and $100 just to get the diagnostic, right? Over, Yep. All right, now at a smaller shop, of course, you know, we may only charge $50, depending Ooh. on how much time we actually have to spend to diagnose the problem. Um, you know, the same way that, and, and, and to be quite honest with you, too, you know, the, I'm sure the Chrysler dealer knew as soon as they saw the number what the issue was without spending a whole lot of time diagnosing the thing, um, because thermostats go, it's quite common. Um, so there's that. Uh, their, their door rate or their labor rate is quite a lot higher than a lot of independent shops, okay? They've got a big fancy premises that they have to uh, pay for, and uh, that's why it costs more money. Well, look, you know, Al, they should have called him. Harmony in my marriage. Thank you. Oh, I'm glad I could help. I'm opening up a counseling service, as a matter of fact. Yes, and, 9 uh, to 5, Monday to Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your call. Have a good weekend. Dave? You know, uh, I wanted to comment on that. You know, he should have got a call from the uh, service advisor that it's going to come to uh, to $400. He shouldn't have just gone ahead with the repairs without authorizing them. No, you're, you're wrong. They should have called his wife to tell his wife how much it was going to cost. Exactly right. And and so there should never be a 5 o'clock surprise. We know that it's going to cost 400 bucks, and here's why it's going to cost 400 bucks. Exactly. If they you should uh, have had that call. You see, know? normally when you drop the car off, they ask you to sign whether you want that call or not. And he, he may have said, well, whatever it is, just go ahead and do it. But you're right. All, you know, this way, there is no big surprise. That 5 o'clock surprise can be a stunner. Steve's got something yeah. to say? Yeah. yeah, listen, we just wanted to say everybody, hi to everybody uh, who lives in the Kitchener, the Cambridge area, mm -hmm. the Dundee Doodle Art Studio, which is located in New Dundee, just south of Kitchener, is doing a Santa's workshop on the 22nd of December from 1 to 3.30. So if you got the kids, you can drop them off there. They can make all kinds of clay, model magic and wood, and uh, mom and dad can go shopping. So that's in New Dundee. It's the Dundee Doodle Art Studio. There you go. All mm. right. Now let's talk okay. to... We're going to talk to Dave in Dundas right now. He's got a question about More engine D's. oil. Dave, what can we do for you? Okay, I got a uh, 2016 uh, Kia Sedona. Right. Got mm -hmm. 77,000 kilometers on it. Uh-huh. And I'm using regular oil, Castro oil in it. Yep. Uh, 530. I'm thinking of switching it to uh, a synthetic. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what's the scoop? The scoop, it's going to cost you twice as much. Uh-huh. Um, do you park the car outside in the wintertime when it's really cold? No, it's in the garage. Okay. Well, one of the advantages to synthetic is the car does start easier. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you'd be pampering it. I mean, there's no downside if, other than the cost, if that's what your question would be. I see. Are you towing with the car? Do you tow a trailer? No. No, I just run the Sedona and that's it. You know. Yeah, there's really no advantage. No. 
Okay, because I, I was looking around and I see there's one outfit that's doing oil changes for forty nine ninety five synthetic. It's mm-hmm. a big company. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mention the name, but uh, well, if you can get the synthetic, how much is their regular oil change? Do you know? That, that apparently that's all they handle is synthetic. Okay, well, if it's a full synthetic for $49, it's a, good deal. It's, it's a great well, deal. Well, that's what I thought, and this is what I'm wondering, you know, because I'm paying, yeah. at the dealer, I'm paying 70, 70 bucks. Just have to watch, because a lot of times they run the uh, these oil changes as a um, as a loss leader, and then once you get there, they try to sell you up on a whole bunch of other services that you may or may not need. So buyer so, beware. So be careful that way. Okay. Thanks for your call. Have a good weekend, and thanks for calling in. Okay, we're going to wrap up the show shortly. Dave, any last comments you want to make from... Uh, Just quickly, the Car of the Year awards are coming up in the United States, and uh, the American cars have not hit there except for trucks. In trucks is Chevy Silverado, GMC Sierra, and Ram 1500. No imported trucks have been... been, we got Put you. Put up for a car of the year. Okay. Anyways, there you go. And they could have, uh, you know, and they were building those Chevys in Oshawa too, eh? That's right. Top plant. One of the top plants in the country it's, is Ottawa. Is too Ottawa. bad. We feel out for our listeners and anybody who used to work there. Absolutely. Listen, yeah, we want to thank uh, we want to thank Jonathan Schlue from Car Generator Call-In and uh, David McLean. Next week, Vince Beretta from Walkaway Debt Protection will be in for the entire hour. On behalf of Al, Dave down south. Thanks for having us on, and have a great weekend listening to Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back next weekend. Ciao. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.